Welcome to B2B Marketers on a Mission, a podcast for B2B marketers that helps you to question the conventional, think differently, disrupt your industry, and take your marketing to new heights. Each week, we talk to B2B marketing experts who share inspirational stories, discuss their thoughts on trending topics, and provide useful marketing tips and recommendations. And now, here's your host and co-founder of I'm Like Consulting, Christian Klepp. All right, everyone, welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers in the Mission podcast, where you get your weekly dose of B2B marketing insights. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and today I am super excited because today I'd like to inject a little bit of soul into this interview. You heard that right. A little bit of soul does the body good, because today I'm honored to have someone on the show who can um, tune things up a little bit. (laughs) So, (laughs) Mr. Jonas Street. Welcome to the show, and also let me say congratulations for being accepted into the Adweek Rising 2021 program. Thank you, man. Um, pleasure to be here, and uh, appreciate you for the invite. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it was great to be connected, and uh, you know, thank you to uh, Steve Brown for uh, making this connection, and uh, you know, let's get this conversation started because um, let's have a, let's have a little bit of fun. Absolutely, um, let's do it. Yeah. So um, I'd like to focus on a topic today that you know you clearly built your you know you're passionate about it you've built your career on that um and it's social media marketing for b2b mm-hmm. so just for the benefit of the audience um could you highlight some key differences between um social media marketing for b2b and b2c yeah i mean i think the main key difference is you know when you're when you're thinking about b2b perspective you're supposedly that you're, you know, you're talking to other customers, other businesses, right? You're trying to, you know, uh, you know, get gain a service. Uh, but in essence, um, I like to look at B2B and B2C through the same lens. And the reason I say that is because you're still talking to another human, you know what I'm saying? So I like to add a, I like to humanize the brand as much as possible on social media. Uh, and that's something that I'm, you know, that I'm dealing with every single day working in, in high tech and you're dealing with so many uh, high, high technical names when it comes to like products or whatnot. So you're trying to figure out how can I, for the lack of better words, dumb it down so the average person can understand what we're talking about. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I mean, you know, um, I would say not everybody, but more often than not, B2B tends to be the repeat offender of like, hey, look at this product, right? Right. <laughs> look at all this technology and this R&D and this, this you know, all this innovation. And um, they, they forget to like talk about like, okay, who are the people that behind all of that, right? Behind, exactly. Behind that, who are the people behind that technology? Right. Who's that engineer? Who's that scientist in the laboratory that's helping to come up with these this, this chemical compound that goes into the adhesive yep. and so forth, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. That's a great segue into the next question because we're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, we're talking about the comparisons between B2B and B2C, right? And there's been a lot of like chatter in the grapevine, uh, as they say. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and this has been going on for a while. This is not something that, you know, we've read uh, like yesterday. Um, yeah. You know, drawing um, references, drawing inspiration from B2C campaigns or B2C marketing and injecting some of that uh those elements into B2B. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Man, I love that. I love that. I come from a entertainment background. I was a performer for for half, well, most of my life, a performer, uh, athlete as well. So I like to look at other industries, seeing what other industries are doing from a social media marketing perspective and saying, okay, hey, how can I utilize 
some of that cool way, that theatrical way or that that documentary, uh, you know, style of shooting, you know, that's that's utilized in, um, you know, you know, sports marketing or that documentary style that's used in trailers for movies and TV shows. Right. How can we bring that type of, um, you know, creative thinking and creative outlook into uh, this high tech you know, industry or this B2B industry and continue to tell a story. I always think about it from this, from this lens of, you know, storytelling can be the catalyst, you know, to, to a successful brand because, um, you know, through, through, the, through, the, through storytelling, you're able to understand, you know, what it is that the brand is going through, what it is that the brand has come from, you know, how many people are they helping and, and how many lives are they changing? Like, that's the stuff. That's the stuff that makes somebody say, "Hey, here, here's some money. Let me let me buy that product from you." You know, so that's that's why I like to look at it from that lens. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna be cheeky and play the devil's advocate here, Jonas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's all that's all well and good, but man, you know, B two B, you know, people in the B two B world, we don't think that way. You know, key decision makers, we don't. You know, you can't tap into our emotions like that. Like, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on on that? And uh, what do you say to those doubters? Man, I, I say like this: at the end of the day, we're all human. Like, we mm. we love, we hurt, we have, you know, we laugh, we cry, we yeah. we uh, some days we wake up on the right side of the bed, some days we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Mm-hmm. At the end, at the end of the day, it's not about the technology; it's about what what can the technology do for you? Like, how can you change lives through that technology? And uh, I was I was actually watching a uh, video the other day on Steve Jobs, and someone asked him a question in the, in the audience. Obviously, the person wasn't a Steve Jobs fan, <laughs> but uh, they they asked him a question in, in the audience, and he was just talking about you know I don't we don't look at we don't look at Apple as a way of like um, you know the technology how can it change your life we, we look at it from the standpoint of you know we we think about the end user first the, the the customer like how can they benefit from this not what we can do for them. <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head there, man. Uh, no, but that's absolutely right, it, yeah. and it's it, and it's crazy. And you, you, you've probably seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot of it. It's it's crazy how there's still so many brands out there that are just not getting that right. You right. know, um, they're 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 focused too much on their on their products on their, on their product, their technology. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're not and they're not thinking of, or they're not putting themselves in the shoes. You know, you can call it empathy or you know putting themselves in the shoes of their customers. Like, how does this benefit my customer? Right. right. Speaking of speaking of shoes, let's talk about Nike. I right. mean, when when I see a commercial from Nike, mm-hmm. I barely see, I mean, I don't sometimes I don't see shoes, you know, right. like right. they're telling the story of the athlete, where the athlete comes from, you know, mm. yeah. <laughs> how many lives the athlete is changing because of them getting out of their situation that they started in. Right. And then they may show a shoe, flash it and, you know, <laughs> throughout the, the uh, commercial, but it's, it's yeah. really about the athlete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, talk to us about what you believe are the key components um, needed to implement, um, you know, a B2B social media strategy successfully. Like I said, one, humanizing a brand. Uh, two, um, knowing your audience. You know, sometimes that could be a, a, a disconnection, you know, from a great marketing campaign, um, you know, to its, uh, and its success, right? Is not knowing who your audience is. You, we can't please everyone. Like I can't, your podcast, no matter how great it is, 
everyone won't listen to it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, really thinking about your audience, thinking about the niche. How can you niche it down? And okay, niche it down to that audience and then speak to that audience on a human level, right? That's, that's the way I look at it. And then once you understand that, then you can start figuring out, okay, how can I be as creative as possible without losing the focus of what we're trying to uh, bring, bring across? No, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to chuck this one in there because, you know, it's, <laughs> it is about social media. And at the end of the day, people are going to be like, yes, all of those things you said are correct. But what about measurability and trackability? Right. So right. how? So how does that play into uh, whether, uh, you know, whether what you're doing is successful or not? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that goes back to, to knowing your audience. Um, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's not going to be overnight. Sometimes sure. it takes, you know, six months to a year to really get to get a grasp of, of, of who you are and, and uh, who you're trying to trying to reach and talk to. So, I mean, there are going to be months where, where engagements or, or um, the analytics of it is down are down and, and you're trying to figure out okay like what can we change and it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of a b testing you know uh did this work at this time this did this short copy work or did this long form copy work or you know like it's it's, it's going to be so many different things okay this video was was 30 seconds and then this video is 15 seconds but the 15 second video got more plays than the 30 second video you know Oh wow! I saw a spike on a spike of uh, views and engagement over the weekend. Okay, maybe we can start thinking about the weekends. So it's just so many different things, right? Absolutely. And you know what? It, 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 you brought up something that I thought was really interesting because I was on a webinar yesterday, um, mm -hmm. and it was um, webinar organized by Salesforce, and they had um, they had Seth Godin on, okay. and there was something that he <laughs> said which really like just struck a chord because you know everybody's kind of expecting. Okay, he's you know. Some of these guys, they're probably going to say the the, the standard stuff that um, everybody already knows. And then you know, Seth Godin has this innate talent to just <laughs> whip something out, which you're like, hmm, okay. So basically, long story short, what he said was like, um, if you're a CMO, if you're in a marketing role, mm -hmm. don't ask yourself what can we do that works. Ask yourself what might not work that's worth trying. Mm. Right. So it's like right. trying to push the pencil a little bit. Right. So right. Just, just your point about measurability and trackability and how this is like an ongoing process of like testing and iterating and testing and iterating and exactly. seeing, seeing, I wouldn't say seeing what sticks, but seeing like, okay, uh, wh wh what are we doing that is working? What are we doing that um, isn't working that can be improved? And what haven't we done yet? Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, interesting, interesting. Cite an example if you can, um, you know, either from your own experience or something you've seen out there in the market of uh, mm -hmm. what you believe is a great uh, B2B social media campaign and uh, tell us why you, um, why you felt it was so effective. Yeah, I mean, we just, reached, we just uh, launched our Dynamic Duo and I think, I think it, was, it was, you know, a fairly, fairly decent, uh, you know, social media launch, social media campaign. We did something different this time. We we want to want a bit more creative on the video side. We saw um, we saw a, a few videos where where the this creator was creating like this 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 UI like this this LinkedIn UI, 
in into the video form format and it looks like as you're scrolling down the page it's like the video is just like embedded in in in, in the UI, like it's, it was crazy. It was crazy. I, I can't explain it the right way, but we, 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 you know, we, we did that and, and did something different as opposed to just a, a normal video. And, um, I think it was, I think it was received pretty well. Um, it could be a little confusing <laughs> or a little, um, just something different cause we never done it before. And we, like you say, we are trying to, you know, push the envelope, trying to try new things, try different things. Right. And um, and I, I think that was that was something it, it we we learned something. We learned something from that from that from that campaign is okay, hey, there is more that we can do in this EDA computational software space. There is more we can do. We can be more creative. And that's what I learned, that we can be more than what we have been or what or what the industry is accustomed to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I mean, like, you know, more often than not, you see other campaigns where it's just a little bit like, okay, let's just play it safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's, just, let's just give them, let's just give them what they're expecting. Let's just give yeah. them what they're, let, let's just uh, show them what they're used to seeing. <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly you whip something out where it's like, wow, look at that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I, I love that title, by the way, Dynamic Duo. Uh, you, you weren't referring to Batman and Robin, by the way, right? Like <laughs> No, I, but, but speaking of that, I, I, it's funny you brought that up because I suggested to, to, the, to the team, hey, for Halloween, we should, you know, we should use a, a Dynamic Duo-like uh, theme around mm-hmm. our products, Palladium and Podium. We should yeah. do a Dynamic Duo theme, okay, Batman and Robin, uh, uh, Jordan and Pippin, peanut butter yeah. and jelly. You know, what I'm saying like these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's like that. It's like that tag tag team, right? To exactly. Use that term. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.imblake.co for more information. Hey, listen, I promise you we're not going to talk about COVID or the pandemic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's there's plenty of news about that floating around. But I, well, right. what I do want to talk to you about is like some significant changes you've seen in the social media landscape. Let's and, and let's narrow it down even further. Um, let's narrow it down to B two B social media. Mm-hmm. Like, what is what are some of the changes that you've seen um, that are you know as a result of you know what's going on right now and and uh, where do you see that going? You know, um, the the main part that I've seen, the main change that I've seen is mm-hmm. the people people are are paying attention to social media more so now than they have been in the past because they saw there was one constant that never changed throughout this entire process, whether you're in meetings, in person, virtually or whatnot, the one constant that's, that stayed the same is that social media component. You know, you, and, and as you know, it's growing. You know, you got audio formats now, uh, video, like it's, it's so many, and you're getting different, different channels and different mediums. So that, the, the importance and the, the uh, you know, the focus on understanding, man, social media is here to stay. And we should, we should spend more time on understanding it and understanding how users use it, right? So that's, that's something that I've seen, especially in, in the B2B world. You're starting to see more webinars, 
uh, webinars and you're starting to see um you know more more trainings like a, a lot of you know things on uh, virtually because everything went virtual so and in order to get that get that information out you got to use social media email you know uh, linkedin all these different formats so yeah absolutely you, you know what as you were talking just now you, you made me think about something else which i thought is worth bringing up and worth discussing a little bit mm -hmm. further um and it's something I've seen uh, mostly on LinkedIn and then a lot of people um, in the in the B2B space talking about it. And I'd like to get your thoughts on it because, you know, you're you're responsible for uh, social media for um, for your organization. Mm -hmm. um, they're talking about uh, moving into or, or, or at that point in time, moving into 2021, there was going to be a lot of emphasis on people following um, personal brands. Right. So, individuals as opposed to organizations so for, for example um they would follow um they would follow people like john the street yeah. um, and, and and his linkedin profile or facebook or wherever you, you know wh wh whichever platform you choose to use right mm -hmm. versus the organization's company page absolutely like like what, what are your thoughts on that i mean it goes back to what i said earlier mm -hmm. we're human right you know when you think about you know, following a company's page for the most part, and it started to change last year, but, but for the most part, the tone of that voice on that, on that channel mm -hmm. could be robotic. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. It, it, it doesn't have that, that human feel, that warmth, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, as you say, that soul, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So well, it was very, very corporate, uh, a little bit distant. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that I'm that I'm working on daily, trying to inject, you know, you know, some 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 life into our our feed and to the copy. As you as, as you know, as a, as a marketer, mm -hmm. um, I mean, copywriting, I think, you know, copywriting and, and storytelling are, are two of the most important things when it comes to, you know, marketing and, and for a brand, you know, yeah. um, and and the the person who can really understand that from a human tone of voice, empathy, and and understand how you can get, get your technology messaging across in the most simplest way will win, will continue to win. Right, right, and, absolutely. And and that's that's the way I look at it, you know. Uh, I mean, Tesla, I think they have like 10 million followers, but yeah. Elon Musk has 57 million followers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's, it's the people, it's that, it's that, that, that somebody, something you can, you can almost, you know, something tangible you can touch or feel, you know, mm -hmm. and, yeah. um, you, but you, like I said, you're starting to see brands from a B2B perspective, starting to talk like people. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. and I, and I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's long overdue, isn't it? Right? Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, it's about time, right? <laughs> that right. You guys made that shift. But, uh, <laughs> no, but like, um, no, that's great. But, uh, but let's just say, for example, would, would it be something that you would encourage in your own organization among like maybe your, your managers or, or mm -hmm. people, uh, people higher up, would you encourage them to be a bit more active on, on social media, like beyond the organization's um, company accounts again? Yeah, I, I would. I would. And the reason mm -hmm. I say that is because, you know, you know, myself and, and anyone else that works at Cadence, we are essentially an extension of, of, of Cadence's brand. And when they mm -hmm. see us and they interact with us, you know, on social media and in public, OK, we are a direct, <laughs> you know, uh, mirror of, of who our company is and who our company hires. Right. And I feel like the more that we're vocal about the things that we love, 
the things we're passionate about, telling our personal stories, it will it will then tell the, the, the story of the brand. Okay, hey, these are the type of people that this company uh, hires. These are the type of people that this company has as customers, as partners, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, diverse backgrounds from, yeah. from different walks of life, from different parts of the world, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's very important for, you know, for people to be, to be active on their social media, um, you know, in a professional, in a professional manner, of course. Absolutely. And with purpose, right? With purpose. With purpose. All right. Always with purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. For this next question, you can, you can probably get up in your soapbox here. <laughs> it's like, what is a stat status quo um, in your area of expertise that you passionately disagree with and why? I, I think um, that social media managers can do it all and should do it all. Mm. I think that's um, a lot of times social media managers are doing about 20 jobs in one. You know, they're doing, they're, they're the copywriter, they're the social media manager, they're the, the digital expert, they're the paid social, they're the organic social, um, they're doing creative, they're doing design, they're doing production, they're doing podcasts, so they're, they're, they're writing, they're doing PR. So like, I feel like that status quo of we can do it all, even though that's great and it's, 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 it's amazing that we have those, you know, those uh, capabilities, I still think, um, you know, having a uh, a well thought out team and you know proportion work across across the board will be, you know, will be uh, efficient because, I mean, just literally looking at analytics all day can be one job, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds to me like what you're describing is um a media production company. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like um, it's it's uh, the tasks of um, a team, essentially, right? Right. right. And I and I, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter a lot, and I see so mm -hmm. many people who work in social media how they're talking about they're they are a one a one social media team. You know, what I'm saying right. one person team. So, um, right. I mean, hats off, hats off to 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 those folks for sure. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Here's the bit where you give people a word of advice, right? Okay. So it's like uh, when it comes to social media for B2B, what is one thing that you think people should start doing and one thing that people should stop doing? Start being uh, purposeful with your content and being consistent with your content. Stop looking at the numbers, you know, through through one lens and, and what i mean by that is only looking at like okay this week we're up this week we're down as, as far as engagement don't look at it that way look at it from the standpoint of we are people we are human people some people some weeks takes breaks take breaks from social media so they're not looking at it regardless you know what i'm saying so stop looking at the data from that lens of oh man this this week is is, is worse than last week or, or last week was better than this week Oh, this week was was better than last week. Let's not look at it that way. Let's not look at it that way. I I think we should take that data, you know, from a I, especially from week to week. It's not it's not working. Yeah. But take the data from you know let's do three months, six months, and just really go back and look. Okay, this is what happened through that time. What changed? What didn't? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't. I, I think those week to week, um, that week to week data could could be 
misleading for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, that's some pretty sound advice. I mean, like, uh, and it's not always easy to um, <laughs> to implement in the world of B2B, especially if you're in an organization that's very focused, as many should be on right, sales, right? right? So right. It's, uh, it, it's sometimes a bit of a, sometimes a bit of a struggle to, um, to get people in the organization to understand that approach. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't know what happened in someone's life. We don't know right. somebody could be dealing with something, or somebody could, mm. could be going through something, and they just they just don't have time to to hear what yeah. we have to say. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, this is a question I asked you in a previous conversation, Jonas, but um, it's um it's one that that always uh, uh, surfaces. It's the uh, it's the quality versus quantity, right? Yeah. So, yeah. which approach would you recommend, and why? I guess it depends. It depends if you if you're just starting out and you don't have an audience. Um, you you need to 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 have more quantity than quality. And and what I mean by that is you're not putting out bad stuff. You're just putting out stuff so you can figure out what's working. But if you're a more established brand, then you can post. You want to have quality. You want to have quality if you're a more established brand and you have. <clears throat> A certain a certain follower account account or or you're known for something. You definitely want to do quality and, and you want to continue to put out quality products or quality content because if you start if that if that quality you know goes down, then you're going to start losing losing interest. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, man. This has been you know this is such a great conversation, man. So like you know do us the honor of uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, and at least from what I know, you're quite the Renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, my wife called me that the, the Renaissance man, but uh, yeah, yeah uh, man, I I come from small a small family. I'm the eighth of ten kids. I'm um, from from Mississippi, mm -hmm. born and raised. Very very humble beginnings. Grew up you know poor. Didn't realize I was poor when we, when we was growing up because it was so much love and so much family around yeah. that we had everything we needed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, now that I'm a father of three, I realize just how little your kids need. They need more of you, more of the parents than anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So think about that from, from the standpoint of, of the future of work or hybrid mm -hmm. or work from home or, or whatever the case may be. Yes. Um, years ago, I mean, you're, you're commuting but anywhere from an hour to four hours a day. Like how many times are you seeing kids? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? How many, yeah. You see your kids for maybe two hours and then they got to go to take a, go to sleep and then wake up, drop them off of school and it's this rat race, right? So yeah, I, I think about that. Um, but yeah, from Mississippi, um, I, the thing that got me out of, out of poverty and out of uh, Mississippi was I, I signed a record deal at the age of 15. Um, with, with the wow. uh, record deal. <laughs> yes. Record deal. Yep. <laughs> Signed a record deal at the age of 15. Uh, I was discovered by, uh, by this drummer that used to play for uh, new kids and block a new edition. Uh, he sent my, my tape to Mari Starr, who was the, ma the manager and founder of new kids and block a new edition. He saw me, wow. he called me over the phone. I sang to him over the phone and, and, and that was it. You know, I, I flew out to Atlanta and, yeah. And started working at a, at a young age, so that was my first job. <laughs> yeah, and that was probably back then when you know the phones were still like this, right? Like <laughs> exactly <laughs> the dial, <phones>. right? <laughs> yeah, definitely dial phones for sure. Yeah, <laughs> or, or at least the push the the buttons on the, on, right. on the 
Right, right. <laughs> Kids these days home. will have no clue what that is. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that, um, I did that for about a few years, man. Mm-hmm. More than five years for sure. Yeah. Once that ended, I was a little depressed because I was in that state of like, I didn't know what was next in my life. So I was like, boom, basketball. I was, I was great at basketball in high school. I had offers from, you know, different schools. I said, you know what, let me go back to school and play ball. So I ended up coming out to Oakland, California, uh, going to school at Holy Names University, uh, play ball there, you know, got my degree there. My senior year there, I got on this small show called American Idol. You might know, you might know what small it is. Small show. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did the that. Under, the understatement of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Um, right. <laughs> Uh, so I was on there, and uh, once I got off that show, once I got cut from the show, I went back to school, graduated, and then I came out to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, well, came back to Atlanta, Georgia, and tried my, tried my like, my thing in acting. I've never acted before in my life, but I ended up booking a a, a TV, I mean, a movie with um, Chadwick Boseman, the guy that played uh, Black Panther. Yeah, I ended up booking yeah. a movie with him called Get On Up, where he portrayed uh, James Brown. And that movie changed my life. I was with him for about for a total of three months, and his his presence, his aura, his his professionalism, his um, you know, just the way he go about business and life. That dude was a, was amazing. He was definitely he was the definition of a king, and and it was sad to see him, you know, to yeah. go like that. You know, it was yeah. really sad. Really a tragedy. Yeah, mm. and um, so after that movie, after I did that movie, getting up. I did this other TV show called Being Married Jane, which is on BET. Uh, I was acting alongside Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. But it was at that set that changed the trage- tra- trajectory of my life. I was sitting at that set. I was at a t- on the table. Mm-hmm. I, I'll send you the link to the, to the clip. But I was sitting at the table. I was looking around the table. And I was like, I haven't seen these people in, in, in many things. And, you know, most of them were older than me. I'm like, I haven't seen these folks in, in many I mean, things, I was like, this can't be sustainable, especially if I'm trying to have a family and, you know, wife and kids. Yeah. So I said, after this show, I'm going back to Silicon Valley and I'm going to find me a job at one of the biggest tech companies in the world. I don't know who, I don't know who it's going to be or how it's going to happen, but that's, that's what I was going to do. Because I saw then at that time, 2014, that the tech industry was just beginning to start to take over the entertainment industry. You know, they were, it was yeah. starting to take over, you know, from, yeah. from movies and mm-hmm. uh, record labels and, and whatever the case is. Like, it was just taking over completely. And as yeah. you fast forward to now, tech runs entertainment, right? Yeah, sure does. <laughs> so, so I said, I said I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the Bay. I'm going back to Silicon Valley and I'm finding a job. I, I hit the ground running as soon as possible, as soon as I got back here. And I ended up uh, landing, a, landing a job at, at uh, Intel. And then Intel took me to where I am now here at Cadence Design Systems. So um, it's been a journey, man. It's been a journey. And there's, there's a saying that I have, uh, the journey is the reward. And, and I, I really look at it that way. The journey is the reward. You know, once it's all said and done, you're not going to remember, you're not going to think about you made it. You're going to think about what you got through to get to where you, to, to, you know, to the point of, of making it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to think about the bad days, the good days. Yeah. You're going to think about those wins and those losses. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? You're going to yeah. think about how you came up, you know? So yeah. the journey is the reward. 
What an amazing story, man. <laughs> <laughs> you plan to write a book about your life someday? Man, one day, maybe you can help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me know, man. Or, yeah. or, we, or we can turn it into a podcast series. <laughs> hey, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but jokes aside, uh, Jonas, I mean, like humble beginnings and, uh, you know, a, a lot of the things that you said, I mean, you know, and some of these struggles you went through, I mean, yeah. at least from my point of view, are truly inspirational. So, um, you know, thanks for sharing that with us. And um, thank you also for this session. And, you know, yeah. what's the best way for people out there to, you know, get in touch with you? Yeah, um, um, Jonas Street, J-O-H-N-A-S-S-T-R-E-E-T on pretty much everything. So that's LinkedIn. And then on Twitter and Instagram, um, Jonas underscore Street. So J-O-H-N-A-S underscore S-T-R-E-E-T. Fantastic. Jonas, thank you so much for your time and, you know, for coming on and sharing, but um, hang on, you're not getting, you're not getting off so easily. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You gave, you gave it away there. You think you're talking about American Idol, you know, finalist and so forth. So man, I mean, we can, we can safely assume that you can carry it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So so hit us up with a song before we wrap this up. Come on. One for the road. Yeah. I'll sing the song that I did for American Idol and I got my golden ticket. All right. It's um, by Maroon 5. Okay. Tap on my window, knock on my door. I want to make you feel beautiful. I don't mind spending every day out on the corner in the pouring rain. Look for the girl with the broken smile. Ask her if she wants to stay a while, and she will be loved, and she will be loved. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, man. Well done. Well done. Thank you. I didn't get the warm up. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I, I was going to suggest the vocal workout at the beginning of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that would have given away the surprise. And uh, no, Jonas, thank you so much for this. And, uh, you know, take care, stay safe, and all the best to you and, your, uh, and to your young family. You as well, man. Thank you. Right. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co. And be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.